Chapter Two of A Cathedral Courtship by Kate Douglas Wiggin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Cathedral Courtship by Kate Douglas Wiggin. Chapter Two Salisbury. She. Salisbury, June 1. The White Hart Inn. We left Winchester on the 116 train yesterday, and here we are within sight of another superb and ancient pile of stone. I wanted so much to stop at the High Flyer Inn in Lark Lane, but Aunt Cecilia said that if we were destitute of personal dignity, we at least owed something to our ancestors. Aunt Cecilia has a temperamental distrust of joy as something dangerous and ensnaring. She doesn't realize what fun it would be to date one's letters from the High Flyer Inn, Lark Lane, even if one were obliged to consort with poachers and trippers in order to do it. Better times are coming, however, for she was in a melting mood last evening, and promised me that whenever I can find an inn with a picturesque and unusual name, she will stop there, provided it is clean and respectable if i on my part will agree to make regular notes of travel in my russia leather book she says that ever since she was my age she has asked herself nightly the questions pythagoras was in the habit of using as a nightcap what have i learned that's worth knowing what have i done that's worth doing what have i sought that i should have shunned and into what new follies run i asked her why pythagoras didn't say runned and make a consistent rhyme and she evaded the point by answering that Pythagoras didn't write it in English. We attended service at three. The music was lovely, and there were beautiful stained-glass windows by Burne Jones and Morris. The verger, when wound up with a shilling, talked like an electric doll. If that nice young man is making a cathedral tour like ourselves, he isn't taking our route, for he isn't here. If he has come over for the purpose of sketching, he wouldn't stop with one cathedral, unless he is very indolent and unambitious, and he doesn't look either of these. Perhaps he began at the other end, and worked down to Winchester. Yes, that must be it, for the M's sailed yesterday from Southampton. Too bad, for he was a distinct addition to the landscape. Why didn't I say? when he was picking up the collection of curios in Aunt Cecilia's bag. You needn't bother about the novel, thank you. It is not mine, and anyway it would be of no use to anybody. June 2nd We intended to go to Stonehenge this morning, but it rained, so we took a growler and went to the Earl of Pembroke's country place to see the pictures. Had a delightful morning with the magnificent antiques, curios, and portraits. The Van Dyke room is a joy forever, but one really needs a guide or a friend who knows something of art if one would understand these things. There were other visitors, nobody who looked especially interesting. Don't like Salisbury so well as Winchester. Don't know why. We shall drive this afternoon, if it is fair, and go to Bath and Wells tomorrow, I am glad to say. Must read Baedeker on the Bishop's Palace. Oh, dear! if one could only have a good time and not try to know anything. Memoranda. This cathedral has the highest spire. Remember. Winchester, longest nave. Salisbury, 
highest spire. The lancet style is those curved lines meeting in a rounding or sharp point like this, inverted U-shape, and then joined together like this, V, 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 the way they scallop babies' flannel petticoats. Gothic looks like triangles meeting together in various spots and joined with a beautiful sort of ornamented knobs. I think I recognize Gothic when I see it. Then there is Norman, Early English, Fully Developed Early English, Early and Late Perpendicular, Transition, and, for aught I know, a lot of others. Aunt Cecilia can tell them all apart. He. Salisbury, June 3rd, The Red Lion. I went off on a long tramp this afternoon, and coming on a pretty river flowing through green meadows, with a fringe of trees on either side, I sat down to make a sketch. I heard feminine voices in the vicinity, but as these are generally a part of the landscape in the tourist season, I paid no special notice. Suddenly a dainty patent leather shoe floated towards me on the surface of the stream. It evidently had just dropped in, for it was right side up with care, and was disporting itself most merrily. Did ever Jove's tree drop such fruit? I quoted as I fished it out on my stick. And just then I heard a distressed voice saying, Oh, Aunt Cecilia, I've lost my smart little London shoe. I was sitting in a tree taking a pebble out of the heel, when I saw a caterpillar, and I dropped it into the river. The shoe, you know, not the caterpillar. Hereupon she came in sight, and I witnessed the somewhat unusual spectacle of my nut-brown maid hopping, like a divine stork, on one foot and ever and anon emitting a feminine shriek as the other, clad in a delicate silk stocking, came in contact with the ground. I rose quickly, and, polishing the patent leather ostentatiously inside and out with my handkerchief, I offered it to her with distinguished grace. She sat hurriedly down on the ground with as much dignity as possible, and then, recognizing me as the person who picked up the contents of Aunt Cecilia's bag, she said, dimpling in the most distracting manner. That's another thing there ought to be a law against. Thank you again. You seem to be a sort of knight-errant. Shall I assist you? I asked. I might have known that this was going too far. Of course I didn't suppose she would let me help her put the shoe on, but I thought, upon my soul, I don't know what I thought, for she was about a million times prettier today than yesterday. No! Thank you, she said, with polar frigidity. Good afternoon. And she hopped back to her Aunt Cecilia without another word. I don't know how to approach Aunt Cecilia. She is formidable. By a curious accident of feature, for which she is not in the least responsible, she always wears an unfortunate expression as of one perceiving some offensive odor in the immediate vicinity. This may be a mere accident of high birth. It is the kind of nose often seen in the first families, and her name betrays the fact that she is of good old Knickerbocker origin. We go to Wells tomorrow. At least, I think we do. She. Salisbury, June 3rd. I didn't like Salisbury at first, but I find it is a sort of place that grows on one the longer one stays in it. I am quite sorry we must leave so soon, but Aunt Cecilia is always in haste to be gone. Bath may be interesting, but it is entirely out of the beaten path from here. End of chapter 2